Welcome, everybody, to Ask Me Anything. My name is Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor J.D. Greer, and we have um, a really a really basic question, but I think sometimes it's good to come back to, to basics, right, and just kind of talk about some of these things that maybe we assume we, we know the answer to, um, but just to really remind us uh, of some of these basic realities. So, J.D., the question today is, who or or what is a Christian? Yeah, actually, I, I do get that question um, quite a bit. A lot of times it happens, I guess, on airplanes or in coffee shops, or at least you find people with their, uh, a different assumption. Here in the Western world, in the United States, there's the assumption that if you're not a Jew, not a Muslim, not an atheist, then, well, you must be a Christian. And it just means that culturally you align with a certain set of beliefs or come from something. Obviously, um, that's not what we mean. Um, some people think it means just a certain level of religiosity, uh, a certain you know amount of church attendance, uh, a desire to do good and live by the, the golden rule, the Ten Commandments, the Sermon on the Mount, something like that. Um, you know, that, that's not uh, what a Christian is either. I, I, I guess the inherent problem there is, is always asking, like, you know, how much is enough? At, at what point do you go from being just a, you know, to, to being a real Christian? The Bible has a very clear answer on that. Um, I, I think what's instructive is that the Bible never uses really the, the term Christian the way that we do. Uh, what it uses is the word disciple. Um, the word disciple occurs 281 times in the New Testament. The word Christian, just a, I mean, two or three times. And um, the, the, the times that it's given, it's given about believers, you know, from somebody else. Um, and you say, well, you know, who cares? What's disciple, Christian? I mean, you know, it, it kind of means the same thing. Well, what's happened is, is the focus used to be on your relationship to Jesus, and now it's on more of a cultural identity marker you know, kind of your, your branding. If I were going to answer the question, what does it mean to be a Christian? There are two, there are two kind of statements of Jesus that I would look at. The one is in John three, where Jesus tells Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God Uh, to be born again uh, means, and I know that's become its own, own term, but it just means that you have come to a point where you recognize that um, your sin has separated you from God and there's nothing you can do that would ever make you good enough to be accepted by God and Jesus in your place. He lived the life you were supposed to live and died a death you were condemned to die in your place then resurrected from the dead and wants to take away the penalty of your sin by applying his death on the cross to your account. And then he also wants to put the new life of his spirit into you. Um, when you receive Christ in that way, that's what it means to be born again. It's, it's we say, going from religion to relationship. It's depending on Jesus. A lot of times I'll compare it to sitting down in a chair. The chair, you know, is is a, a structure that can hold you up. And you might believe that with your head all day long, but it doesn't become your personal chair until you transfer the weight off of your legs and onto the chair. Um, think of that chair in this analogy like the statement that Jesus is Lord and that he is the Savior who died on the cross. It doesn't actually become yours until you transfer the weight of your hopes for heaven off of your own righteousness and onto him, and you sit down in in what he has done to save you. Uh, He's not your Lord until you transfer your obedience and your submission away from your own self-standing to where you sit down in, in submission to him. That takes it to a relationship where you were born again because now you were depending on Christ. That's what we call salvation by grace. Grace means it's not what you did to save yourself, it's what Christ did. 
Um, and it's by faith. Faith is believing that Jesus accomplished what he said he accomplished and accepting it as your own. Um, that is the most, I would say, important doctrine in the Bible. I know all doctrines are important, but I'm, I'm, I'm quoting Martin Luther there because he said that's the one on which the church rises or falls. That's the first one to get corrupted, the first one to, to kind of begin to get fuzzy. If you ask people, like, how do you know for sure you're going to go to heaven when you die? Um, Matt, nine out of ten times, um, even people who have a church background will begin to recount for me a list of things that they have done or why they're better than the average person. Well, I'm doing my best, and you know, I, I haven't, I haven't been, you know, ever gone to jail, and I, I try to do right by people, and I try to pray, and and those are all great things, but but it's all about what they do. Um, salvation to become a Christian means you recognize it's not what you do, D-O, it's what Jesus has done, D-O-N-E. Um, I, I love to tell people at the end of the day, there's only two religions in the world. The religion that says that that you earn your way to heaven, whether it's the Islam variety, the Buddhism variety, the be a good person variety, or the um, you know Christian variety. Um, there's that religion and then there's salvation by grace through faith where it's what Jesus has, has done. D O N E Ephesians two, eight, nine. It's by grace. You've been saved through faith and not even that is from yourself. It's the gift of God. It's not of works. Um, so that's what it means to be a Christian is that you have received Christ and rested all your hopes on him. But the, the, the other side of the coin of that is that when you recognize he is Lord, you become his disciple. And so throughout the gospels, that's what you see Jesus telling people is he says, follow me. Follow me. And so it's not enough to just believe that Jesus did something 2,000 years ago and, and say, yep, that's my, my sin debt. You've got to actually actively follow him. Otherwise, what do you mean when you say that he is Lord? What you're, what you're saying is when you're confessing that he is Lord, you're saying, um, I want you to be in charge and I want to do life the way that you want to, me to do it. And that means following him. Following him means conforming your life to both his teachings and his example. Um, in, in, the, in the New Testament, in the first century, a disciple, um, that was a common word back then. Uh, lots of people were disciples of different people besides just Jesus. And a disciple in, in, in first century Jewish culture meant it was not somebody who just wanted to know what his master knew. It's somebody who wanted to do what his master did. Um, and they, they always say that the, the greatest compliment you could give a disciple is to say, um, the dust of your rabbi is all over you. And that meant like you were following his footsteps so closely that his dust was, was it just coated every part of you. A Christian is someone whose whose life is mirroring Jesus so closely that, that your life begins to look almost indistinguishable from his, at least in the aspects of how he loved people and how he served God and, and, and those things. Here at the Summit Church, we've actually tried to break that down into five core components. What does it mean to be a disciple? We say five core things that that Jesus lived and that he did, that if you want to be his disciple, you should um, you should do these also. We say worshiper. I mean, God was always first in Jesus's heart. Uh, and uh, he you know taught, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So he's got to be absolutely first, no competitors in your heart. So worshiper, the second thing we say is family member. Jesus died to create a community. He spent time with, you know, his disciples, with the men and women that followed him. He said, you know, this is the, um, my will is that you love each other um, and that uh, this is, you know, this is how your joy will be full. And, and he just taught so much about, about the community and, and that's called the church now. So you got to be a family member. You can't, and it's the church is the bride of Christ. You can't say you love Jesus and, 
and hate his bride or stay disconnected from his bride. So if you're going to be a disciple, you're going to love and be connected to the bride of Christ the same way that, that Jesus is. Um, so family member, the third one um, we say is servant. Uh, you know, whenever you look at Jesus, you see the, the core thing motivating him is this. I want to lay down my life for others, whether that means picking up a towel and washing the disciples' feet or it means dying on a cross. It's essentially just service. So whether you're thinking about your secular job or you're thinking about your spiritual gift or you're thinking about your career, you're saying my life exists not to exalt myself or enrich myself, but to serve, um, serve the world and specifically the, the body of Christ. So servants, the third identity, the fourth is steward. That's where you recognize, like Jesus did, that you have a certain amount of time and resources and 100% of those time and resources you've got to answer to God for. Uh, doesn't mean you're always in church 100% of the time, but it means that you recognize like everything that I have, every breath I take, every penny that um, that is in my account. My question is, what did Jesus give me this for and what does he want me to do? The last one is witness. And that is um, you recognize that Jesus was here on a mission to seek and save the lost. And he, he, he made disciples and taught them to make disciples. So we say at the Summit Church, you're to be a disciple-making disciple. Uh, and that's the way that you follow Jesus. Um, that's our way of, of summarizing the five kind of core emphases in Jesus' life, worshiper, family member, um, servant, steward, and witness. I think that's probably a, a decent, at least it'll get you started uh, in what it means. So, you know, what does it mean to be a Christian? It means you're born again. It means that you have... Have, have received Christ as your only hope of salvation, transferred your hope of heaven to him, transferred the authority structure of your life off of your own choices to him. And then the flip side of that is you become his disciple as expressed in those five things. So that would be my short-ish answer to what does it mean to be a Christian. Thank you so much for joining us today for Ask Me Anything. If you like our podcast, we would really, really, really love it if you would briefly rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, all kinds of places, so that others can enjoy it as well. It is really one of the most helpful things you can do. If you enjoy this, chances are someone else is going to enjoy it. So go ahead and give us a rating and a review. And also make sure you're subscribed so you get all our new episodes directly on your device. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything.